Hello everyone, Pastor Scott from Good Samaritan here, along with... Natalie Butler. Natalie, it's great to have you with me Always again today. Always good to be here. I love it. Um, Natalie and I are doing the seventh episode in this series of Reimagining Your Life, uh, based on a message I shared recently at Good Samaritan, but I always like when Natalie joins us, because she gives a young and female perspective, and I'm neither, so... <laughs> That helps. So thanks, Natalie, for doing that. Absolutely. So today's uh, podcast is dealing with dealing with discouragement. How do we reimagine our life when we have to deal with discouragement? And the reality is, is that, uh, you know, we all get discouraged. Mm -hmm. I assume you've been discouraged, Natalie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> thank you for being honest. Yes. Uh, if we're being honest, we all have been discouraged. And in fact, I'd like to read uh, the first five verses of the 42nd Psalm, mm -hmm. where David talks a little bit about that, too. It goes like this. As a deer gets thirsty for streams of water, I truly am thirsty for you, my God. In my heart, I am thirsty for you, the living God. When will I see your face? Day and night, my tears are my only food. As everyone keeps asking, where's your God? Sorrow floods my soul when I remember leading the worshipers to your house. I can still hear them shout their joyful praises. Why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? I trust you, and I will praise you again because you help me. Mm -hmm. um, I could kind of stop there, but yeah. we need to talk a little <laughs> bit about it. But I mean, David's acknowledging he's discouraged. Right. There's stuff going on. In his life, obviously, as he's trying to lead um, lead the people and lead them in worship of God, and it kind of sounds like maybe they've lost a little interest. Right. Well, and not only that, but David's whole life yeah. was, his story is very interesting. We we used his story to talk about yep. some of this stuff, actually, yep. recently in youth group. Oh, cool. And it's interesting because as a young man, he was told that he was going to become the king. Yep. But it was a really long time before he actually became the king. And in that process, he was hunted down by Saul, who was the king at that time. Saul didn't like that David was so loved. So he could have reason for discouragement. Absolutely. He, you know, it's like, you know, when, when you expect God to do something and it's not looking like you want it to, David was feeling discouraged yeah. for sure. Yeah. And the, yeah, you're right. There's so much in David's life that's helpful because the mm -hmm. uh, Bible says he was a man after God's own heart, yeah. and yet he was very flawed. Yes. Uh, he was very faithful mm -hmm. and very flawed mm -hmm. and um, uh, and obviously discouraged yeah. at times, too. So, well, the problem with discouragement, um, if, if we stay there, is that it can force us or, or make us give up caring. Mm -hmm. It can... Um, make us give up hoping. Mm -hmm. It could make us give in to anger. Mm -hmm. uh, it it might even lead some people uh, to stop believing. Yeah. And and that's of course we're, we're trying to avoid that. Mm -hmm. But I can understand it depending on what the factors might be that have led to the discouragement. It's certainly not what God wants for us. Um, and. And then if we're discouraged, it can give other people a reason to be discouraged yeah. as well. So there's there's a lot of stuff going on here. And I'm not trying to be, you know, a psychologist or anything like that, because we're just going to dig into what God's Word says a little bit here. But 
But I guess what I'd like to say to you listeners, you know, maybe you're going through a season of discouragement. Mm -hmm. And if you are, uh, you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it can help the feeling of discouragement to know you're not alone, Mm -hmm. that others have been there. Uh, going through maybe similar things or, or or the same thing as well. But but let's just see. Um, well, let me say it this way. Dealing with discouragement in a negative way is when we turn away from God. Mm-hmm. But dealing with discouragement in a positive way is when we turn towards God. Absolutely. And that's exactly what David did. I mean, he's voicing in that 42nd Psalm, he's voicing his discouragement. Mm-hmm. But then in verse 5, he says, why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? Yeah. I trust you, yeah. and I will praise you again because you help me. Yeah. And, and he's remembering, as I think most of us who have walked with Christ for some years, uh, it gives us a perspective and kind of that uh, 2020 hindsight to mm-hmm. see, hey, you know what? I was going through some rough stuff, and God was there. Yeah, I maybe didn't feel it at the time. Yeah. But he was there. When you're in the middle of it, it it may feel lonely and it may feel like God's not listening. There's so many songs that talk about, you know, prayers feeling like they bounce off the ceiling, like we're praying and praying, but it's just not being heard. But I I want to encourage our listeners to know that their prayers are being heard. That's right. um, And God is with them even when they feel like he might be far away. Yeah. So the the very three points, you know, it's kind of, the way we do sermons sometimes. (laughs) Three points. The first thing is simply deal with discouragement by remembering who you belong to. Mm -hmm. Deal with discouragement by remembering who you belong to. That's exactly what David did in verse 5. You know, again, I'll just read it one more time because it's it's good stuff. Why am I discouraged, he asked. Why am I restless? I trust you and I will praise you again because you helped me. Um, I was thinking about the story, also another Old Testament story, the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. And um, Joseph, you know, we don't have time to go through the whole story of Joseph. <laughs> it was but, rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about a good reason to be discouraged. <laughs> yes. You know, your brothers sell you into slavery, mm-hmm. you know, basically wanting to kill you, but ending up selling you into slavery. And he ends up being taken as a slave mm-hmm. to Egypt. Yeah. But then things start turning around. Yeah. And... Uh, but, I mean, he had seasons of discouragement there, too. But then it gets to a point in his life in Genesis 41 where he's got a couple of kids. And listen to what Genesis 41, 51, and 52 say. Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my, God, in my father's family. And Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful mm-hmm. in this land of my grief. And so uh, names back then had a little bit more to do with um, uh, the name meant something. Right, I was going to say, in the Bible, you'll see, too, a lot of times that names will change because names held so much significance um, to the person who either gave the name or the person whose name it was. Yeah, And, and so for this guy whose brother sold him into slavery, who basically... Well, yeah, ostracized. I mean, they did ostracize him, mm-hmm. selling him into slavery from the family. But then he gets to this point in his life. He's worked through a lot of this, and he's the son is named Manessa, which means God has made me forget all my troubles. Mm-hmm. 
and and everyone in my father's family. I mean, I had to, he had to put them out of his mind for a while because yeah. of what they'd done. But it was because he remembered who he belonged to. Yeah. Uh, he remembered who he belonged to. One of my favorite ways to sign uh, graduation cards or birthday cards or whatever for our youth ministry is remember who you are and whose you are. And we're going to take a break right there. I like that, Natalie. Remember who you are and whose you are. Mm-hmm. And, and I love what Jesus said in Matthew 28. He said, remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, one of the things I'd say is, who are you? You're a child of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You're his. And... Uh, you belong to him, and he says, I'm with you always, yeah. even to the end of the age. And I think, for me, just remembering those kinds of promises helps deal with discouragement. Absolutely. All right, it might be a rough patch, mm-hmm. might be a rough time, might be a discouraging time, but God's with me, mm-hmm. and um, I belong to him, and because of that, I don't have to be as discouraged. Mm-hmm. Second thing I said was deal with discouragement by not giving up. Um, discouragement can make us want to quit. Oh, absolutely. But uh, Paul in his letter to the Galatians said, and goodness gracious, somebody who went through <laughs> a whole lot yes. and could have had every, I mean, beaten and shipwrecked and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then he says in his letter to the Galatians, let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Yeah. Um, I mentioned, and those of you listening, you might be a part of Good Samaritan here in Las Vegas, but maybe you're listening from somewhere else and, and, and you know really don't know much about our church, and that's cool. I'm glad you're listening. But just a very brief little background is that this church was founded about 43 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And we just recently moved into our new worship center. And this is the first worship center that Good Samaritan, dedicated worship center that Good Samaritan's ever had. In the first location that Good Samaritan was located in, uh, the worship center was temporary, Mm -hmm. waiting for a new one. Uh, When they opened the congregation, they met in a hardware store and uh, on big Sundays like Easter, they'd sit on paint cans in the overflow section. And then even coming to this campus, um, the worship center was a multi-purpose room, which is now a fellowship hall. Uh, the, the point is simply, there were some discouraging times along the way for this congregation, because it took 43 and a half years to get a dedicated right. worship space. And not because it, it wouldn't have been possible earlier, but other things just kept yeah. coming up. Yeah, like when we came to this space, uh, the decision was made to start a school. Right. And it was apparent that the needs of building a school first were more important than mm-hmm. building a dedicated worship space. Mm-hmm. Because we had a worship space. Right. It just wasn't what it was going to be someday. So for some people, that was discouraging. But we learned in the process, too, that sometimes God's plans are better plans oh, than ours. I would say God's yeah. plans are always Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Well, that's why I have you here. <laughs> You know, because that was not a good, it's an adverb or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And, um, but, but also, the congregation did never give up. Uh-huh. And they always knew that God had something in mind. Yeah. And there would be a time. 
and it did happen, but it just took 43 and a half years. Yeah. But don't give up. Right. And I want to point out in that verse, and pardon if I'm putting words in Paul's mouth, but I want to highlight that word, and. It says, if we don't get discouraged and give up. Um, I, I don't think getting discouraged and feeling discouraged is a reflection of a lack of faith um, or is a, you know, a, a negative thing to feel. I think we're going to feel that. I think the important word is and right. because we, we will feel disappointed, but we should not give up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said at the beginning, the problem with discouragement is you might stop caring. Yeah. You might give, you might give up hoping. You might give in to anger. You mm-hmm. might give up believing. Mm-hmm. You might give others a reason to be discouraged, but that doesn't mean you have to. Right, right. And and I agree with you absolutely. I don't think it's possible to be human and not experience the emotion of discouragement that yes. God obviously gave to yes. us. <laughs> but maybe we have it in order to turn back to him. Mm, mm-hmm. mm, just a thought. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> when I see him. You know, yes. More... A lengthy way than this current situation. <laughs> and then I love what Paul said in Romans 8, 3, if God is for me, who can be against me? Yes. And to remember that it's a lot easier not to give up when we remember that God is for us. Oh, absolutely. Let's see. I need to remember who I belong for or who I belong to. Mm-hmm. And then if I remember I belong to him and he's always for me and not against me, mm-hmm. it's going to help me not give up right as well okay and, the, and then just the last thing um that i'm mentioning and obviously there's so much more i could probably do a sermon series podcast series just on discouragement but that might be a little discouraging <laughs> maybe <laughs> um, we can deal with discouragement by keeping our eyes on the big picture mm-hmm. and um let me let me say what i mean by that uh, our theological background is is not necessarily one where we spend a whole lot of time talking about heaven, but we certainly don't deny its existence or the promise of it or that it's coming, in, in no sense. Uh, I remember seeing many years ago, Natalie, far before you were born, a bumper sticker that said, some people are so heavenly minded they're no earthly good. And, and because there are those yeah. who, you know, well, when I get to heaven and when I get to heaven and when I do, you know, all of this. And that's true, but what about now? Yeah. And But then the flip side is, if you never talk about heaven and the promises of heaven and the promises of eternal life. It's easy to get weighed down by what's going on here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, d- deal with discouragement by keeping your eyes on the big prize, mm-hmm. uh, the big picture. Um the knowing that this life isn't the only thing. And in fact, it's a small part of the life we have in God. Right. And I would say keeping your eye on the big picture is not even just with our future and eternity, but also remembering what you've gotten through before. Yep. Um, Yep. God, there's a a song um, that some people argue with theologically because the line is you've never failed me yet and people kind of get hung up on that word yet because they feel like it's saying that God could Um, but I love that line because it shows me that he hasn't and he's not going to I have gotten through things before so what I'm facing now it sucks and 
just, you know, having a relationship with God doesn't necessarily get rid of that part of it, but I know I'm going to get through it, yeah. and I know He is going to get me through it. That's right. Yeah, I like, I like how you said that. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, said, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past mm-hmm. and looking forward to what lies ahead. Mm-hmm. So he's not denying what happened. He's right. saying, okay, I can't, he says forgetting the past, but... Not I, being held back by it. Right, yeah. Ex- exactly. I mean... It's hard to forget the past. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. But it's moving on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then looking forward to what lies ahead. Yeah. What does God have in store? Well, heaven's part of that, yeah. but there's more here in the meantime, too. So I totally agree. So he says, I reach on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Yes. Um, I really believe that what the Bible says obviously is true and that God wants us to have an abundant life. Jesus wants us to have an abundant life. And that means now, but it also means in the time to come. Right. And so, you know, I'd be, it'd be hard to be a pastor if I didn't believe of what's coming. Right. Because I have to spend time at at bedsides as I've had to do this week or talking to family members where they're losing or have lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. But then I have the privilege of reminding them of the eternal promises mm-hmm. of God. And that's what's part of that big picture. Yeah. And so in this life, I know and I remember who I belong to. Mm-hmm. We're called to never give up, mm-hmm. to keep, keep on going, keep on trying with God's help. And then know that uh, God's got this. Mm-hmm. God's got our bags. And that all of eternity is going to be spent with him. Absolutely. And you, you start to put all of those things together. And eh, discouragement starts to kind of drift away. Yeah. At least for me. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It Like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not a magic wand. No, it doesn't no. fix everything. No. But it does help you. At the beginning, you said you could deal with discouragement negatively or deal with it yeah. positively. That's right. And I think when we turn to God, yeah. we're able to take those negative emotions and feel more peace and positivity within that space. Absolutely. So I, I just encourage you who are listening to this right now, maybe you're going through a time of discouragement. Mm-hmm. I would, and we will, uh, we will pray for you before mm-hmm. we end the podcast, but I would say choose the positive way by turning mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe he wants to help you through the power of his Holy Spirit, yes. that he's got more in store for you, yes. good things in store for you, forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, all that great stuff. And that with his help, you're going to get through this. Absolutely. So don't give up. Absolutely. Remember who you belong to and keep the big picture in mind. Yes. All right, let's pray. Lord, uh, we're grateful that we belong to you. We're grateful that uh, you want to, uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit, help us get through the difficult things of life that can lead to discouragement. And so help us cling to those promises, cling to those truths, cling to those realities. And Lord, if somebody's listening right now uh, who's going through a discouraging time in their life, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would touch them right now as we pray with a sense of your presence, your promises, your love, and your hope. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this has been the podcast from Good Samaritan Church and School in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's called Good News from Good Sam. And uh, I just appreciate you, Natalie, uh, sitting in today and helping 
me record this podcast, us record this podcast. And if you want more information about Good Sam, just go to www.goodsamlv.com. If you live in the Las Vegas Valley or if you come to Vegas sometime, come and worship with us. Everybody's always invited. Or uh, if you're somewhere else and don't have a church home, worship with us online. We'd love to have you do that as well. God bless you all. Bye.